Good evening, everybody. We made it on the air with a short turnaround, with a teardown and a setup within uh, 20 minutes. <laughs> That's record time, I think. So uh, we're going to be getting underway with the Friends in Art Short Showcase <laughs> here at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. That'll be 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 9.30 Central, 8.30 Mountain. So I've got the house up. And we'll be getting going here very shortly. Yes, that's uh, pretty close. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Yeah, just a shade higher. There, yeah, we got that's perfect. Not this, because this is this is my galley. That's perfect. Just keep playing until the crowd's ready. I need the opening act. Uh, I don't believe that's ever going to happen now. Okay, just briefly, uh, I got Jeff Bishop. He's going to be sitting here with me. Hey there, Good evening, Jeff. everybody. Yeah, we got you good. You got a level here. Excellent. I have no headphones, so I cannot hear myself, which is probably a good thing because uh, <laughs> I really don't like listening to myself. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so we've had a great convention, Larry. Uh, yeah, very, very fast-paced, but yes, very good. Yeah, the sponsors have been very interesting this year, haven't they? A lot of, lot of detail in their... Uh, in their presentations. All right, that works. Oh, sure. Yeah, very, very neat. And um, uh, it, it's, been, it's been very, very interesting this year at convention due to me moving, you know, a week after uh, I get home. And uh, I, uh, I, got a, I got an email last night from one of the Microsoft people that was going to be here at convention. And she's like, I'm not going to make it, so you need to sit in for me. And I'm like, oh, oh great. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Larry, Larry was there for the three hours, and he... Uh, he actually sat at the table in the second one, uh, second session, and uh, he did a bang up, bang up job oh, as thanks. usual. 
Thanks. So we had a good time today. So there's not going to be an intermission uh, for no, Friends No, there's not. And no. the reason they're starting early because there's going to be a fireworks uh, display going on later this evening. They're going to be launching fireworks from the roof of this hotel. And from what we know, that it can get pretty loud here in the ballroom. So they wanted to try to end it before that starts. Yeah, I'm hoping to get outside to watch them. Now, Rory is afraid of uh, fireworks. So I'm a little worried. <clears throat> she did find in the ballroom, but apparently these are going to be longer and louder and uh, a lot more of them. Oh, especially when they get to the grand finale when they launch them all at the same time. Well, the time. grand finale was 15 minutes long, apparently, on Saturday. Yes, it was. It was really long. And uh, they already closed all the streets. They closed them at 6. Because yeah. we were going to run to Jack in the Box and get dinner. Right. Yeah? Yeah. Where's your dinner? Rick's <laughs> asking where his dinner is. Yeah. You didn't put it in order. Sorry. I thought you were going in and out first. Well, you didn't tell us what you wanted. I would have brought you something. He's not a mind reader. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> so David's been, my son David's been here at convention. Yes, and he's done an excellent job helping us with uh, AV errands. Yeah. yeah, he's been running around, and he, he worked with, uh, he worked with, um, uh, Amazon to get all their stuff set up. Yep. Yep. And Larry was there with him, and he's, so that's good. And, uh, yeah, this, is, this has been an interesting convention for sure. Absolutely it has. So, Larry, wh what has been your favorite meal so far, Larry? Actually, last night I went to the Oyster Bar, and I had a... Dave Wilkinson, it was are a, you in the room yet, please? Uh, okay, I was trying to figure out what they were doing. Okay, it was, uh, it was a gumbo that had uh, shrimp, chicken, sausage, and crab in it, along with rice and other seasonings. It was a New Orleans-style dish that was really good. Oh, that's cool. So, Dave, did you get drunk before Rick, you got uh, well, not Rick. Uh, that and a nice cold beer. That went yeah? real well. Oh, yeah, together. that's cool. <laughs> Eric was um, Eric was telling me that they have a really really good fried shrimp there. Yep. So I'm gonna I'm, my, now Carrie, my wife, she does not care for seafood at all. So uh, we're gonna check out the menu and see if we can do that. And yeah, we'll have to get to get get together for dinner maybe tomorrow night before you leave Thursday. Yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, oh. So <clears throat> they had 20 Orbit re uh, Reader 20s for sale here at the convention. Yes. And uh, so I went over and signed up. They, they did it very interestingly. They, uh, you had to sign up, and then that gave you a chance to buy one. And uh, I got one. So, and then my friend Paul, uh, who's here from California, he got one, except his, uh, they're going to have to ship him a new one, though. Apparently, one, there was a slight problem with one of the cells. Whoops. But uh, uh, what I want, I want a Amazon Element Fire TV. That yeah. is a nice Boy, gadget. Those TVs are cool, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Boy, I don't, man. <clears throat> I just wish they made a smaller one. They do have a small, I think the smallest one they got. I think it's a 43 inch. Yeah, 43. Yeah, or, but I mean, no, I, I yeah. want like a 27 inch or a. Yeah, you I don't know. think they make them that small. Yeah, that's too bad. Because um, uh, 
it would be nice to you know use it as a monitor as well. Right, right. And uh, yeah, that'd be kind of neat. But the way my house is laid out, uh, if I get one, it would go where my current TV is. It'd be uh, in the living room, mounted above the fireplace. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, would you mount it yourself, Larry, or would you have hire somebody? I'd mount it myself because I've already got the mounts up there from the previous TV. And I could easily, because my mom and I actually mounted the one that's there now. I'm having a, hard, a little harder time hearing you. We're uh, pretty far apart here. I'm, there's, a, there's a mixer hit, sitting right here in used. front of me. Yeah, the one in front of him is actually not hooked up to anything. Um. <laughs> yeah, and uh, this is a pretty big mixer, too. This is a, yeah, it is. Four, five. Yeah, we had to switch over to a different mixer because of electrical noise. Yeah, you were telling me about this. And I'm using a little Behringer, that, and I'm using the USB interface to feed the stream. That's cool. And that's taking out all the extra noise. It sounded really clean today. Yeah. In, in fact, I tuned into the stream at one point, and I could not hear anything. I thought, ooh, is it down and then all of a sudden I hear this voice coming from, you know, it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounded really clean. Yeah. Yeah, evidently the USB, the only drawback to the USB interface is the levels tend to be lower, so i got to pump more audio into it. Sure. That makes sense. Now, what kind of mixer is this over here? That's a... That is, is that a, Mackie? a Mackie, yes. Yeah, and they are but, great mixers. That one doesn't have a USB interface, though. Yeah, yeah. So, how many mixers did you bring, Larry? Just just one, the little Behringer that fits okay. in my laptop case. So you didn't have to bring that much hardware, then, did you? No, and I was able to bring it all on the plane. Really? Yeah, I didn't have to ship anything, fortunately. Oh, that's great. How much did it weigh? They didn't weigh it because I carried it on the plane. Okay. Probably pretty heavy, though. Yeah, I imagine, if I had to guess, I'd say probably weighs about uh, 60 pounds or so. But I'm, I'm in pretty good shape, so I can lug it. So is it like a roller bag? or One bag is, um, and the other one I stack on top of it, the one with my bag uh, with the cables and microphones sure. and headphones and all that. Yeah. That's a gator uh, bag that I got from Sweetwater. Nice. Nice. Some of these bags now, man, they're cool. You can, you can charge your phone in them and all kinds of stuff now. These luggage, you know, the sets that they sell. They got, they got uh, batteries inside of them and everything. Yeah, we're ready to go when they are now. We're running... So we're in for, uh, I think it's about a two, two, little over two-hour show, I think. Yep. That's what I heard. I don't have a program, so I don't know what's no, all going to happen. Usually, Michael Byington uh, I saw brings Jason, me one. Jason uh, Castingway. Yep. He's, uh, he's, he's definitely going to be tonight. performing. He's yep. going to sing, and he's uh, doing accompaniment on a number of uh, performances. And uh, I saw him before the show and had an opportunity to talk with him, and he Played keyboards a little bit. We had some fun playing with the keyboard and playing Halloween music. And 
<laughs> doing fun stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Larry's okay. talking with people over there, yep. and uh, yeah, we've had a great time. We're we're going to be here at convention until <laughs> okay. uh, mid morning of uh, Thursday, the back down. and then we're going to be traveling home. So we'll be listening to the coverage on ACB Radio uh, for the rest of the th of Thursday, listening to election results and things. And John McCann will be filling in for me as the alternate delegate for Arizona Council. And Good uh, evening, ladies and gentlemen. Here we, oh, go. Here we go. Enjoy, everybody. And Enjoy. welcome to the 2017 Showcase of the Performing Arts here in wonderful Reno, Nevada. Oh, that's not good enough. Let's hear some more. That's better. You know, you're being, you be, you're being heard all over the world through ACB Radio. Thank them again. Let's let them hear you again. So are you all having fun yet? All right. Want to remind you to convince your smart devices to be silent throughout the show, please. Unlike past showcases, there will be only one, uh, there will be no intermission in this showcase. We're trying to get through the show before the fireworks start. Here in Reno, it's not dark yet, but when it gets dark and the wind starts stops blowing, they're going to set off a whole bunch of fireworks out there. And we don't want them interfering with the show, so we're going to try to um, entertain you without the fireworks. This year's showcase is sponsored by J.P. Morgan Chase. I want to thank them and thank, thank General Motors for their sponsorship of the AV, of, of the whole um, convention. So... And thank again, thank you again, ACB Radio, for streaming this. I want to take MC privilege just to say one quick shout out to Roland Bowers. Every, a lot of people know him. I hope he's listening. I hope to see him here next year. Get your tucks on, Roland. You're going to MC next year. So go, Roland. To introduce or do our first number, we have, what was that? <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> From Nashville, Tennessee, she has nine albums out. They're all on iTunes. They all have five-star ratings. Alexa will play her stuff. And so I'd like to introduce my co-host and the first performer to do the loudest voice. Is that the name? Yeah, Miss Jenny Owens. You know, you never know what's going to happen with the showcase. we got a bingo game going next door over there. 
getting a mic fixed. They're fixing a mic, so uh, stay stay tuned, folks, and we'll be underway shortly. We can we can okay yeah they're on now yeah we so can hear a bingo game going on next door yeah, and I think and that's throwing them off too. You're not hearing that on the stream apparently, but we hear you know B fifty nine. Ladies and gentlemen, would it help if someone were to audio describe the quick machinations of the sound personnel as they solve this slight technical difficulty? <laughs> yep. Are we having fun yet or what? All right. Okay, I think they're fixed So now. normally this song has lots of drums, so if you want to clap or beat on something, not your neighbor, feel free. There is so much noise that fights for my attention, begging me to listen, but will I choose to listen? Old familiar sounds of doubt and fear and anger that threaten me with danger, but will I run from danger? When I know you love me is when I find that I'm free to love the way you love me, love the way you love, love. Be the loudest voice I hear, the loudest voice I hear, the loudest voice I hear, and love is drowning out my fear, drowning out my fear. It's the loudest voice I hear. Oh, 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 the loudest voice I hear. There's really just one word that says what we're all seeking. Love is what we're needing, oh love is what we're needing. It misses where we are and puts us back together. Love's the only answer, yeah love's the only answer. Love be the loudest voice I hear, the loudest voice I hear, the loudest voice I hear. And love is drowning out my fear. Drowning out my fear is the loudest voice I hear. Oh, love be the loudest, love be the loudest, love be the loudest voice I hear. Love be the loudest, love be the loudest, love be the loudest voice I Y'all sing it with me. Love be the loudest, love be the loudest, love be the loudest voice I hear love be the loudest, love be the loudest, love be the loudest voice I hear. When I know you love me is when I find that I'm free to love the way you love me, 
Love the way you love. Love be the loudest voice I hear. The loudest voice I hear. Oh, the loudest voice I hear. And love is drowning out my fear. Oh, drowning out my fear. It's the loudest voice I hear. Oh, love be the loudest. Love be the loudest. Love be the loudest voice I hear. While Jenny is making her way back here, I'll announce the second performer. And she is Deborah Thompson from Sacramento, California. All right. She's going to be playing one of her own compositions, which we, we named for her during the audition. And this is a keyboard composition called Sunshine Garden. We should tell her to tone it down a little bit. Um, our next performer is a stand-up comedian from San Lorenzo, California. So please welcome, to, please welcome to the stage, <laughs> Lisa Cushman. Thank you. 
thank you everyone. So I'm like a total newbie and to doing comedy and no, I'm not a Valley girl. I live in the wrong part of California for that. And besides, I'm like totally not a size zero. <laughs> but this is actually the first time I've ever done this. And hey, since I'm definitely a comfort zone kind of girl and blind people are my comfort zone, this is my first audience. Yeah. This way, I don't have to worry so much about not having a cutesy little outfit, and I don't have to worry about how I don't wear makeup, and that I don't make perfect eye contact with the audience, and whether or not my legs are hairy. Yep, yep, you, you feel me there. I get so sick of hearing people tell me that it's a sighted world. So, you know, I say fooey on the sighted world. It's my world, too. So I say that it's a blind world. Yeah. So huzzah to all my blind brothers and sisters out there. So, Hey, have any of you folks mudded on a totally different subject? Believe it or not, it is relevant. So for all of you who either had a life in the 90s or all aren't old Gen Xers like me, MUDs were these online text-based multiplayer games, and yes, I'm a nerd. MUDs are like a combination of Dungeons and & Dragons and Facebook, except that you don't use your real name and you didn't have a smartphone, so you had to do all your sexting with a computer. Yeah, it was, it was great for us blind folks. Anyway... In the comedy world, I would be level one, where the only spell that you have is magic missile. And to get to level two, you have to kill monsters like forks and goblin apprentices and rats. And this was my life as a teenager because I didn't fit in so well with sighted kids, except eventually I got to level two, where I could eventually kill things like large forks and goblins who would pass probation at work, and giant rats, <laughs> yep, and got to use spells like advanced magic missile, and I dated guys who lived across the country who I thought I'd be with forever and ever and ever, who I'd never met before, <laughs> yep, <laughs> life in the cyber world, and hearing this, you wonder why I don't own a home and got my first paid job that worked out when I was 32. Yeah, so speaking of work, I do what they call pink collar work, which is supposed to be blue collar work with a master's degree, a couple of licenses, and a pink ribbon. So yeah, it means that you get a huge amount of education and go into some field that helps people. So you don't, don't get paid as much because some of your payment is supposed to be in the joy you get in helping others. And you're supposed to pay the bills because your hubby or boyfriend is supposed to be some brilliant doctor or an engineer or some corporate lawyer. And the pink collar work is just supposed to be something we do for fun to prepare us for our real role as a wife and mommy. Yeah, so I'm the primary owner in my household. So can I just do bl blue collar work where I don't need any education and get paid tons of money? No, because my optic nerves didn't develop, and I don't have a Y chromosome. 
poop on you. I did five years of internships for free. Show me the money. Or to keep it real, you have two X chromosomes, so we have to hit you in the pocketbook for not being home cleaning house and taking care of babies. So anyway, they call it pink collar work because you know, pink women, and it's a big source of the wage gap. So I bet that you can guess that I'm a feminist. That really surprises some people I meet because if you knew me, you'd know that I am one of the most fragile special snowflakes you'd ever hope to meet. You get me taking ownership of that term? Poop on you, all right, poop heads? You can't, you can't use that word to make me feel small. Do you see how I say that word, poop, instead of saying something else? Yep. You'd think that I was stuck in the anal phase or something, that I had some childhood poop to work out. So... That totally surprises people, too, because I'm a liberal, and people all seem to have this belief that liberals swear like sailors. But see, I've still got that compliant thing going on, and every time I swear, I think I'm going to get grounded from my daddy. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, back to feminism. I've never burned any bras. Heck, I'm blind, and I'm like the opposite of a super blink. So when I got to the bra burning part of the rally, I couldn't figure out how to get the lighter to work, so I had to go home on paratransit. So a lot of people, even a lot of women, think that feminists must be these hairy-legged, bra-burning, emasculating man-haters who give all the nice women a bad name. And besides, yeah, <laughs> and besides the hairy legs, sorry, I flunked independent skills training, but if you ask most people, I am usually a pretty nice person. And guess what? I'm a feminist because feminism just means that you think some aspects of our lives suck because we're women, and we'll le we believe that men and women should be treated equal. Come on. Isn't that so revolutionary? If you're a female and your male coworker makes $15 an hour, do you want to make $15 an hour or make 12 if you said 15, you might be a feminist. So one of the things about, us about some of us nice people is that we have a hard time saying no. A lot of those pe of people call us codependents. I guess since I'm like the codependent queen, that it's a great thing that I'm a rehab counselor. And no, I wasn't the one who didn't get you your $5,000 computer. Heck, I'm a generalist, so it couldn't even be me, if, even if you hate my jokes. So maybe if your state's VR agency wants to increase their consumer satisfaction ratings, they should send someone from personnel to the next Codependence Anonymous meeting for recruitment purposes. I mean, come on, you'd get 100% consumer satisfaction rating three $5,000 computers, computers per person, and you could thank us for 34 years worth of guilt trips. Hey, thanks for spending more than five minutes of, of your time listening to a woman talk. Heart you all. Okay. Just wanted to remind you that there is a bar in here. There's a cash bar. 
it's in the right-hand corner of the room in the back. So it's a little distance to travel back there, but there is one back there. Lisa was a first-time performer on the showcase, and she was, yeah. We love first-time performers. We have another one coming up from California. We have a lot of people from California on the showcase this year. This performer is going to do Right Here Waiting, accompanied by the incomparable Jason Castanguay. And please welcome Dion Upshaw, known as Simply D. See if the mic is on. Oh, there it is. There it is. Oceans apart, day after day, as we slowly go insane. I hear your voice on the line, but it doesn't stop the pain. If I see you next to never, how can we say it's forever? Wherever you go, whatever you do, I will be right here waiting for you. Whatever it takes, or how my heart breaks, I will be right here waiting for you. Ooh. Ooh. I took for granted all the time, and they slipped away somehow. I taste the, hear the laughter, and I taste the tears. But I can't remember now. Oh, can't you see it, baby? You've got me going crazy. Wherever you go, whatever you do, I will be right here waiting for you. Whatever it takes, or how my heart breaks, I will be right here waiting for you. I don't know how we can survive this romance. But in the end, if I'm with you, I'll take the chance. Ooh, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I'll be waiting for you. Can't you see it, baby? You've got me going crazy. Wherever you go, whatever you do, I will be right here waiting. 
I'll be waiting for you. Thank you, Dion. That was beautiful. Our next, man, they're still not done with that bingo, are they? My goodness. Our next talent is a brilliant storyteller from Salem, Oregon. So here to share a story in a way only he can, please welcome John Dashney. Okay. Ah. Uh. I'll raise you one. <laughs> okay. This is a story about no-nos. Not N-O hyphen N-O, but I was listening to another person giving a talk about that, and I thought, what about N-O-N-O-S-E? No-nos. Well, this is a story about a man who was that way? Once upon a time, not so long ago, on a cold winter's night full of rain, sleet, and snow, a baby was born, and his ma cried, Oh, no, he has no nose. This cannot be so. Norval Norton, that was his name, and what would become his claim to fame at first was thought as a mark of shame. And nobody knew just who was to blame. For there was no nose on his round little face. Just two little holes stuck right in the place where his nose should be. Such was the case. His parents thought it an awful disgrace. Oh, what can we do with our dear baby boy? We hoped he would be our bundle of joy. But we must face the facts. We cannot be coy. What possible remedy can we employ? Well, we must seek a specialist, his father then said. Although it will cost us a whole lot of bread, we must mend those holes in our dear baby's head. For without a good hooter, he's better off dead. Yes, a specialist is what you need, the family doctor then agreed. I'll write a referral to Dr. McSneed, the best nose man in the nation, indeed. Fear not, cried McSneed, for I have just the nose to put an end to your parental woes. I've hundreds to choose from, and as your boy grows, we can fit him each year with a nice brand new nose. So Norville's first nose was marked infant size. And then each Christmas morning when he would arise, he would find in his stocking as a yuletide surprise a custom-made nose, all hand-colored with dyes. And then every summer in June or July, they would visit McSneed, and there they would buy another new nose for their dear boy to try. Oh, how handsome he looks now, his parents would sigh. Well, by the time he was 13, young Norval had grown into 100 pounds of muscle and bone. 
His face was quite common, if the truth it be known. But when it came to noses, there he stood all alone. Now, he changed his nose daily, like others change socks. He had 42 of them packed in a box. Some were quite supple and some hard as rocks, designed to protect him from bumps and from knocks. But when he was 16 and out on a date, poor Norval suffered an embarrassing fate, for a sneeze came upon him. It just wouldn't wait. He tried to contain it, but he was too late. Poor Nerval cut loose with a mighty achoo, and into his date's lap his best hooter flew. I'm sorry, cried Norval, if I startled you, just hand me my nose back. I know we are through. But the girl's name was Gladys. She played in the band, and she said as she held Norval's nose in her hand, why, this is amazing. Don't you understand? You've the best tutor hooter in all of the land. You just hit an incredible note with that sneeze. A perfect high C without even a wheeze. Can you play other notes in different keys? Oh, blow it again, Norval. Oh, won't you please? So Norval stuck his nose back into place and blew it again until his poor face turned red with the effort, but producing a brace of harmonic overtones, tenor and bass. Why, this could make you famous, his girlfriend then cried. Why, with such a hooter, it can't be denied. You could make a fortune. All kidding aside, I would listen all evening, she said, and then sighed. Well, it took several sessions with Dr. McSneed to get Norval fitted with all he would need. A dozen new noses, each one of them keyed for different instrumentation. Indeed. Now his coronet nose he could play in E flat, and a sliding trombone nose. Hey, just fancy that. Woodwinds and piccolos he had them down pat, and a big bulbous tuba nose he played while he sat. Now he began his career with the Dixieland band, but his fame quickly spread throughout the whole land. And this was because his repertoire spanned rock to the classics. He played them all grand. Uh, now he plays. Now he plays to sellouts. Wherever he goes, he owns houses and cars and scads of new clothes. And what is the moral? Well, it's this, I suppose. Norval made millions by blowing his nose. Thank you, and John has some of his CDs available in booth seven and eight in the morning, so come down there and buy them. He doesn't want to bring them home. Someone is looking for Karen. Someone has lost Karen, so if Karen could raise her hand. Hope there are not two Karens. <laughs> Did you find Karen? Okay. 
We have another first-time performer from North Carolina. If you were at the general session, you've already heard some of his music. And he has some music in the CD, in some of his CDs also in the booth, 7 and 8. Please welcome from North Carolina, Mr. Jess Smith. And he's going to be playing an original composition called Reflections. Thank you, Jess. That was lovely. Makes me want to dance ballet. Um, so I would like to just thank, again, our sponsor for tonight, J.P. Morgan Chase. Yay, yes. And also want to remind you guys that there is a cash bar in the back on the left side of the room. Uh, so if you do go back there, please proceed quietly uh, so as not to upset our performers. Um, our next performer is a very gifted vocalist from St. Louis, Missouri. 
performing something wonderful. Please welcome June Link. We're going to, we're on hold for a few minutes and we're going to see if they can fix the bingo over there so it'll go away. <laughs> okay. I, I can't, I can't resist. On the count of three, y'all ready? One, two, three. Bingo! <laughs> you know, we, yeah, it's a good time to go back to the bar. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, at least, we're having, at least we're having a good time, and we thought it was going to be the fireworks, but it was the bingo. <laughs> okay. A big black dog. Come on, Jason. Big black dog sat on the porch. You don't want to do that no. with me? No. Oh. I don't even know if this is. It's not. Only in Reno. Here, you check it out. <laughs> Testing. Is it working? It's working a little All bit. Right. There it goes. They're turning off bingo. That's what we're holding oh, for. That's why bingo. I was bugging you about oh, there. I thought you heard us say oh, that we were holding for bingo. Okay, well. So, so if, if Jason would, would give us a few licks of bingo, why no, you could do that. that. No, no, we're You're good. not going to do that. No. Like I said, it's a good time to go to the bar and get a drink. <laughs> Here we go now. Jason, can you give us a few licks of bingo? A <laughs> big black dog sat on uh, oh. the porch, and bingo was his name. Oh.
One time went to guide dog school, I got a dog named Bingo, B-I-N-G-O, and he was not a dingo, B-I-N-G-O, and he was, was his name, Weber. I think they've already been to the bar. Oh, I've got the mic, I don't know what this means, but I'm running for the second vice presidency of the American Council of the Blind, so please vote for me. Because I'm cool that way. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Uh, what did I say? What was that guy's name? Huh? He's running for second vice president. What was his name? Okay, they're up. <laughs> so, so <laughs> if you're wondering what's going on, they're trying to fix the uh, the, the audio. We're getting uh, the bingo game next door. And <laughs> the overhead PA speakers. <laughs> uh, it's not coming through our mixer board, so that's why you're not hearing it on the stream. But, but we're uh, having a great time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's where we got the extra ad-libbing going on. What did you think about that nose poem? Oh, that, that was, was hysterical. Great, wasn't it? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was absolutely fantastic. When he talked about the nose flying off, you know, I, I was comparing that to uh, I have artificial eyes, and sometimes we tell stories about artificial eyes flying out. That's happened before. Oh, nice, Larry. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paula Edwards would tell you a lot of stories on that, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that noise? Oh boy, let's see. Is that the is that the Sounds like the wall moving. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It sounds like one of the panels. Yeah, I think they're moving one of the air walls. Comedy night. Well, uh, B I N G O and Bingo was his name. Oh, there was a farmer had a dog and Bingo was his name. Oh, can you hear us? B I N G O. Okay, here we go again. <laughs> I am not singing. B I B H and Bingo was his name. Oh, come on, Jeff. <laughs> I turned the mics off. My <laughs> <laughs> God, somebody over there has 17 eyes. <laughs> we may just have to keep going though guys i don't know if they're, i'm not sure they're going to be able to fix this problem uh if anyone's interested we've got propane in the back oh ouch <laughs> <laughs> Gift cards. I got propane for you. 
the gray Buick has left the lights and so, the lights on. Uh, So Larry. We did all the rows of the state affiliates. Uh, you know the for the convention uh, in the morning. Yeah. So I don't think they've ever done that before. I don't remember if they have or not. All right. I'm going to give you guys back to the house. <laughs> I ended up sitting in California because I. See if that made her go away yet. <laughs> June Link, who has such a beautiful voice, is sitting back there just so demurely, waiting so patiently to bestow her beautiful voice upon you. We just don't want it to be messed up with N43. <laughs> and that's the fireworks, guys. <coughs> I don't know, but the walls are moving. Man, I tell you, at these Las Vegas hotels, it gets down right there. The, 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 the walls got moving. Okay. They're walling up the bingo lady, folks. <laughs> Build that wall. Build that wall. Build that wall. Build that wall. I didn't tell you this was a rough crowd. Man, this show doesn't quite move heaven and hell, but it sure as hell moves the walls. We're here at the showcase of interviewing people about the moving walls. What do you think about the moving walls, sir? Noisy. <laughs> okay, we have, a, we have a suggestion back here. Make bingo pay for it. <laughs> Can we sing na 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 goodbye? The bingo? No, no, you start it. Go ahead. I don't know it. Na 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 na, goodbye na, hey hey hey, goodbye. Na 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 na, na 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 na, hey hey hey, 
move that wall. Na 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 na. Hey hey hey, move that wall. I wasn't gonna go on forever there, Jason. <laughs> Is it done? Almost, he says. What are they doing? Somebody says they're moving the walls, literally changing the size of the room to accommodate us. Is it the walls? The walls are moving? Is that what The it walls is? are moving. The walls are moving. That wasn't the fireworks. <laughs> they're truly moving the wall to wall off the bingo lady. <laughs> And welcome to the first participatory showcase. <laughs> uh, we have Thank you, exactly audience. had this happen at a showcase I before. Know, this is too fun. Wow, I'm so, this is my very first showcase to come to, and I am so glad it was this one. Man, this is, this is awesome. <laughs> and I know now you guys should all be up here doing stand-up, because clearly everyone has a sense of humor. So, uh, without further ado, performing something wonderful, let's try this again. Please welcome June Link. This is a man who thinks with his heart. His heart is not always wise. This is a man who stumbles and falls, but this is a man who tries. This is a man you'll forgive and forgive and help and protect as long as you live. He will not always say what you would have him say, but now and then he'll say
There's another link. Our next performer is Jack Link, who belongs to June Link. Imagine that. He's also from St. Louis, and he's also being accompanied by Jason Castanguay. We don't let Jason get away from the keyboard once we get him up or we keep him. How close? And this is a Bobby Goldsboro song. How close? Um, no, I thought I had you. What is it? The elephants? Remember the elephants? Me and the elephants. Me and the elephants. I remember one day we had nothing to do. We went down to the city zoo just to kill an hour or two out in the good sunshine. But we had so much fun, we were glad that we came. Fed all the animals and gave each a name. Didn't even mind when it started to rain. Had a real good time. Now that it's over and you're far away, miss you more with each passing day. All my friends sympathize and say, You'll forget in time, yes you will, give yourself a little time. But it's already been well over a year, just in case you're interested you might like to hear how everybody's doing down at the city zoo. And what's new? Well the rhino forgot you, the zebra forgot you, so did the kangaroo me and the elephants we still remember you me and the elephants we'll never forget you so i went to ann landers and dear abby too asked their advice as to what i should do said everything that reminds me of you I'll have to go so I burned all your pictures I 
except two or three. One by my bed and one on my TV. And the one that I always carry with me everywhere I go. And today was so nice, and since I was in town, I thought I'd take the opportunity to go down and see how everyone is down at the city zoo without you. Well, the monkey forgot you, the hippo forgot you, the polar bear and tiger too. Me and the elephants, we still remember you. Yep, me and the elephants, we'll never forget you. Wow, the Link family has the talent. That's pretty awesome. Our next performer is a poet hailing from Rockville, Maryland, offering us one of his original poems tonight. Please welcome Mr. Herb Guggenheim. <coughs> Are you having a good time so far? I'm about to ruin that. Um, no, I'm a poet and a novelist, and this is a little piece from my new novel, The Nothingness Imperative. Um, it's a 60-year-old college professor named Skip Gershwin and his class, and it goes like this. School had been in session for about three weeks, and my students and I were falling into a routine I'd walk into the classroom and engage them in light conversation for five or ten minutes or until the last stragglers straggled in, whichever came first. Before we get started, I said, are there any questions? Marcel Miller raised his hand. Yes, Marcel. The question I have is, can old people be funny? What makes you ask that? Well, all the old people I know are serious as shiitake mushrooms. Am I old? You're not young. I'm funny, aren't I? Not really. I don't bring any levity into the classroom. I don't know about levity, but I don't find myself laughing. I have a question, Dorrit Little said. Let's hear it. You think you're great, don't you? What do you mean by that? I mean, you come in here all pumped up like you're going to impart some definite wisdom, and then what do you do? I don't know, what do I do? Teach? You spend an hour talking about comma splices, an entire hour on comma splices, said Dorrit. Exactly my point, Marcel said. There isn't anything funny about comma splices. Hearing an hour lecture on commas places does not fill me with mirth. In fact, the thesis of my next essay is going to be, old people aren't funny, and I'm going to do it just like you told us to. I'm going to cite three examples of old people who think they're funny, but who are sorely mistaken in this regard. You're going to be my first example. 
Maybe I used the wrong word, I said. Maybe I should say I'm witty, not necessarily Jim Carrey funny. If you think you're so witty, say something witty. Okay, here's a joke. An Irishman walks out of a bar. I waited. Total and complete silence. I don't get it, Dorrit Little said. Me either, Marcel said. Explain it to us. Okay, well, there's a stereotype about Irish people that they're all big drinkers. And they're not, are they? asked Dorrit righteously. No, not all Irish people are big drinkers. Okay, Marcel said, so your premise is false. Yes, but it's a joke. Jokes don't really have premises like informal logic. Then what? What do you mean? Explain the rest of the joke. Okay, so there's a kind of standard joke set up. Three men walk into a bar, or it can just be a man walks into a bar. Is it ever a woman, Dorrit asked? Sometimes it can be a woman. Sure. Anyway, so there's this setup of someone walking into a bar. So when you reverse it and say an Irishman walks out of a bar, and that's the whole joke, it confounds our expectations. First, we're expecting someone to walk into a bar, and we're expecting the joke to continue from that point forward. Second, we're expecting an Irishman to walk into a bar, not out of one. Third, like I said, we're expecting there to be more to the joke. So when we hear an Irishman walks out of a bar and then nothing else, it confounds our expectations. It takes a second or two for the irony to sink in. Once it does, we're surprised and delighted by all of the incongruities, and we laugh. I looked at the class expectantly. Nobody said anything. Finally, I said, Earl, what do you think? About what? <laughs> About either the joke or my explication of it. It was all right. What, the joke or my explication? To tell you the truth, I wasn't paying attention. I was texting my girlfriend. I was about to admonish him, but before I could speak, Maurice Blaylock said, tell another joke. Okay, here's a riddle. What did the Buddhist monk say to the hot dog vendor? What? Make me, I started, wait, 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 hold up. First off, why is it a Buddhist monk, asked Marcel. You shouldn't make fun of people's religions, Mr. Gershwin, Dolly Salvador said. Who says I'm making fun of anybody's religion? You, you could have just said a monk. There's no need to make any distinction beyond that. That's right, Earl said. I haven't told you the punchline of the joke yet. I mean, you could have said a Franciscan monk, a Carmelite monk, a Carthusian monk, a Hindu monk. It could have been any one of a hundred different kinds of monks, Marcel said. It's a Buddhist monk, I said. You say Buddhist, but there are hundreds of varieties of Buddhism. Theravada, Mahayana, Zen Buddhism, Nishiren, Shoshu Buddhism. It was a Buddhist monk. Go ahead and tell the joke, someone said. Yeah, let the man talk, someone else said. What did the Buddhist monk say to the hot dog vendor? 
We don't know, Professor Gershwin, what did the Buddhist monk say to the hot dog vendor? Make me one with everything. <laughs> silence. More silence. Can you explain that to us? Well, first of all, there's the incongruity of a Buddhist monk going up to a hot dog salesman. You think of Buddhist monks as having healthier diets than that. Keep going, or is that it? It just ends. No, the monk says, make me one with everything. It's a play on words. See, Buddhist monks want to reach nirvana. What's that? asked Earl. Nirvana is when you reach a state of total enlightenment, Marcel said. Marcel is exactly right. I said nirvana is a state of total enlightenment. Enlighten me about this joke. That's the only enlightenment I want right now. Theoretically, when you become enlightened, you become one with the universe. So when the monk says, make me one with everything, it's a play on words. When you order from a hot dog vendor, you say, make me one, meaning one hot dog, with everything, meaning all the stuff you put on a hot dog, ketchup, mustard, pickles, pickle relish, etc., etc. I like to squeeze lemon juice on my hot dogs, Earl said. Anyway, so the monk is saying simultaneously, make me one hot dog with everything on it, and make me one, capital O, with the universe. In other words, merge me with the universe. So you laugh because the monk is making a very commonplace remark to the hot dog vendor, and at the same time making the spiritual statement about his desired state of being. Mr. Gershwin, Marcel said, I understand what you're saying and all, but that just doesn't strike me as funny. Me either, said Dorrit Little. I'm with them, Earl said from the back of the classroom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Herb. And let's give another hand for J.P. Morgan Chase, our sponsor. And ACB Radio, who is streaming this interesting showcase. <laughs> like I said, only in Reno, guys. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't get them started. <laughs> our, our next performer is also some, from Maryland, Silver Spring, that is. This is Paul Schrader. And he's going to do some Springsteen. Let's have some Springsteen. We got a crap load of mics up here. Uh, well, there's only two, but uh, feels like a lot. I don't know. Am I good? No, not really. Uh, what is this? He's doing gonna, dancing in the dark. You guys are subjected to it. Sorry. Um, all right, so. Six, six years ago, we were here, right? And uh, I did, I'm not doing that. I did the Road Rage song, you know, and it was, it, and it was in honor of, of, of autonomous vehicles that we might one day drive. We're not quite there yet, but we are there now with uh, a way of uh, being able to kind of see the audience, which I'm experimenting with right here. And I'm not, it's not an advertisement, so I'm not going to say why or how, but I am I'm looking at you. Uh, I'm getting some info about you. So, and the other thing is, who knew that uh, in Sparks you'd need to have freaking hand warmers? I've got to get my hands warmed. And maybe if you guys could, uh, we'll get you clapping a little bit because you got to warm your hands up. 
get up in the evening And I ain't got nothing to say I come home in the morning I go to bed feeling the same way I ain't nothing but tired Man, I'm just tired and bored with myself I said, baby I could use just a little help You can't start a fire You can't start a fire without a spark This comes for hire Even if we're just dancing in the dark Messages keep getting clearer Radio's on and I'm moving around the place Check my look in the mirror Wanna change my clothes, my hair, my face Man, I ain't getting nowhere I'm just living in a dump like this There's got to be something somewhere Baby, I just know that there is You can't start a fire You can't start a fire without a spark This gun's for hire even if we're just dancing in the dark Just sit around getting older There's a joke here somewhere and it's on me I think this world off my shoulder Come on baby, the laugh's on me Stay on the streets of Reno They'll be carving you up all right You say you gotta stay hungry Hey baby, I'm just about starving tonight I'm for some action I'm tired of sitting around here trying to write this book I need a little reaction Come on baby, give me one more look You can't start a fire Sitting around crying over a broken heart This gun's for hire Even if we're just dancing in the dark You can't start a fire Worrying about your little world falling apart This gun's for hire Even if we're just dancing here in sparks Even if we're just dancing here in sparks Sing it with me even if we're just dancing here in sparks Even if we're just dancing here in sparks Thank you, Paul, for bringing guitar to the party. Yay, guitar. Well, next... We have a very fabulous lady with a song that you guys are going to love. I've already heard it, and I know you're going to love it. So performing my favorite tech things, please welcome from Birmingham, Alabama, my co-host, the illustrious Lynn Heddle.
How about that one? Okay, Jason. I got, <laughs> I got a working mic. <laughs> okay. Pin boxes, drop boxes, Gmail and Google, Netflix and news feeds and coding with Drupal, programs that speak all the text on your screen. These are a few of my favorite tech things. Bright colored icons and crisp Apple graphics. Apps that alert us of weather and traffic. Auto-tune software that helps us to sing. These are a few of my favorite tech things. When the Geek Squad leaves a message that my hard drive's bad, I simply remember my favorite tech things, and then I don't feel so sad. Watches that help us each day to get fitter. Strangers who stalk us on Facebook and Twitter. Phones that play rap songs instead of just ring. These are a few of my favorite tech things. Amplified speakers and synthesized voices. Amazon shopping with billions of choices. Digital downloads and musical streams. These are a few of my favorite tech things. When I spilled a pint of Guinness on my new iPad, <laughs> I simply remembered my favorite tech things, like fighting with iTunes and searching on Bing. Yet I still feel so sad. Thank you. Isn't that the greatest song? Oh my gosh, so fun. Well, the master that we've been hearing at the piano for a lot of this, this night is now going to perform his own piano solo. So it's a song entitled Laughing Matters from When Pigs Fly, which is a musical by Howard Crabtree. So please welcome from Manchester, Connecticut, Mr. Jason Castungoy. Thank you so much. Can everybody hear me well? These words go by pretty quick, so let's see what happens. Live at 5 and CNN, keep us all abreast of breaking stories that contend to make us anxious and depressed. Problems without answers hang on like some chronic cough. That kind of reminds me of the dry air here in Reno. And every day, some brand new issue rears its head to piss you off. 
bad guys win. Optimism's wearing thin. Things are spinning out of control. Optimism's all the fad. World events could make us mad as hatters. Almost every day, some underpinning slips away. These aren't laughing matters. Time bombs tick. People keep on getting sick. And a nickel's not worth a cent. Wickedness and greed abound. Just when peace is gaining ground, it shatters. Hate is here to stay, and justice goes to those who pay. Friend, these aren't laughing matters. The truth is scarier by far than anything that Stephen King could write. The stories in the paper the daily small decline and fall spelled out in black and white what to do what to do how to take a brighter view when your noodles totally fried human spirits need to be leavened by a little levity so take those blues and bounce them off the wall keep your humor please cause don't you know it's times like these that laughing matters most so much. Man. Okay, I hear a rumor that Dave Wilkinson is in the house and he's going to do some rock and roll. Ooh. Yeah. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. We got him out of the booth to do some sing for us. Um, and he's going to be accompanied by Hope Povenmire, who is also a first-time performer here. She is from California. What else? So y'all take it away. This one sounds This one sounds legit. That was that was tragic. Okay. <laughs> in all seriousness, thanks to the Friends and Arts folks for putting this on. It lets people who are pretty much, I don't know, in, in some cases, hacks like me have a chance to stand up here and try to perform. So thank you all. Um, we appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. And thank you, Hope. Thank you. 
When are you going to come down? When are you going to land? I should have stayed on the farm. I should have listened to my old man. You know you can't hold me forever. I didn't sign up for you. I'm not a present for your friends to open. This boy's too young to be singing the blues. Ah, ah, ah. So goodbye, yellow brick road where the dogs of society howl. You can't plant me in your penthouse. I'm going back to my plow. Back to the howling old owl in the woods, hunting the horny back toad. Oh, I finally decide where my future lies, beyond the yellow brick road. Ah, 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 ah. What do you think you do then? Bet you shoot down the plane. It'll take you a couple of vodka and tonics get you on your feet again you know you can always replace me there's plenty like me to be found mongrels who ain't got a penny sniffing for tidbits like you on the brick road where the dogs of society howl. You can't plant me in your penthouse. I'm going back to my plow. Back to the howling old owl in the woods. Hunting the horny back toad. Oh, I finally decided my future lies beyond the yellow brick road. Oh, ah, ah, ah. Ooh, dear. Thank you all. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Hope. Dave, how did you learn to sing all those high notes? Oh, my goodness. The high air doesn't help. <laughs> the high air, it is. Well, now the lovely and talented Hope Pavanmeyer is going to share one of her own songs with us. So let's welcome her.
Oh, so lovely. Thank you, Hope. Well, our next performer is going to sing a song called The Troublemaker. Doesn't that sound fun? It's by Lee Hazelwood. And he is accompanied by his wife, Anne. So will you please make welcome from Topeka, Kansas, Michael Byington. This is a folk song that uh, Lee Hazelwood did back in the 19, late 60s or early 70s. And uh, a lot of people only know Lee Hazelwood as uh, being some guy that sang some top 40 hits with Nancy Sinatra. But he really had a pretty significant career as a folk songwriter as well. And uh, so this is, unlike some of the things that I've done in the past, one of the more serious pieces. She says her hands are cold. I'll bet that's not the only thing that's cold here. I could tell the minute that I... S what happened? Wrong key? Okay. <laughs> I could tell the minute that I saw him He was nothing but the trouble-making kind his hair was much too long, and his motley group of friends had nothing but rebellion on their minds. He'd rejected the establishment completely, and I know for sure he never had a job. He just went from place to place. Stirring up the young folks Till they're nothing but a disrespectful lot And I know he never tried to join the army To serve his country like others have done He'd rather wear his sandals and his flowers While others fight the wars that must be won they arrested him last week and found him guilty. Sentenced him to die, that's no great loss. Friday they will take him to a place called Calvary and hang that troublemaker to a cross. Yes. Hang that troublemaker to a cross. Oh, 
Okay, this is, this is the final number formally of our showcase. We're going to do something a little different that I'll tell you about. After our last performance, we are going to um, twist Jason's arm. I'm twisting, twisting, twisting. And get him to play his... Ouch! Okay, okay. He said he would play some nice jazz for us while we go and enjoy another drink while the bar stays open until 10. You can come and, and you know, be informal and relax. Come up and pay your dues. Talk to Jenny. She's got some CDs up here. Just sit and enjoy the music. Uh, he might even let us sing, you know, bingo again. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but I want to thank, um, again, J.P. Morgan Chase for sponsoring the showcase. Hope they'll be brave enough to do it again another year. <laughs> and ACB Radio for putting up with all of this. <laughs> and we're going to let Jenny Owens close the show out for us since she came from to be a part of us, and I hope she'll come back. <laughs> and Jenny's going to thank you. Let's give her a big hand of, round of applause for... Um, Jenny, it's so good to have her here. And we'll let her do our last number. Check, check. All right, we're in business. Yay. Um, so do you ever feel like as a blind person, sometimes you just have to laugh at life? Yeah. So one of the things that I love so much about being a songwriter is getting to sort of write songs that, um, I don't know, make fun of what I go through, but also try to educate sighted humans in the same moment. So I'm just going to play you a little half of the song. If you have some ideas, I like to add verses to the song regularly. So if you have some ideas for verses, email me at info at com. Dear airport man, I am aware that I am blind. So you don't have to shout, because I can hear you just fine. And thanks for the cart, but I don't need a ride. Unless you're gonna let me take the wheel Dear server At every restaurant Oh, you don't have to ask my friend what I want I can speak for myself Friend, what do I want? Oh, it all looks so good to me if you could see what I see, 
Yeah, we all stumble in the dark, and we all bump into things. I mean, not us, but we all long to be free. Yeah, we're all broken together beautifully. Okay, so if you have any ideas, send me some ideas, and we're going to sing a real song. Will you guys give it up for my friend from Triumph Technology, Earl Harrison, who's going to sing with me on this song. My own personal belief is that there is a God who sees us, sees our circumstances, and loves us so deeply and dreams for us so much bigger than we could ever, ever dream for ourselves. broken but he says we're whole again and we feel so helpless but he says there's hope in him we see our weakness but he places his strength and we feel so powerless but his mercy and grace are more than enough cause God doesn't see things the way we do and his perfect love defines what is true so who to disagree when God says he loves you and me. Yeah, let's do that verse one more time. Here we go. Defines what is true. So who are we 
to disagree when God says he loves you and me. So let his love awaken us until we perfect love defines what is true so who are we to disagree when God says he loves you and me when God says he loves you and me says he loves you and me. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Earl. Thank you, everyone. If you have somewhere else to go, we understand, but stick around for a while. Listen to Jason. Have another drink. Good night, everyone who is listening. Battery must have went down just after I handed it to you. I'll bring you over by your friend here. Is that all right? And thank you again, ACB Radio, J.P. Morgan Chase. And let's say a good night to everybody. One, two, three. Good night. And again, one, two, three. Bingo. All right. We did it. Turn the Okay, that concludes uh, the Friends and Art Showcase. Uh, I'm going to prepare the archive, and we'll get the replay going here shortly, and that will uh, replay throughout the rest of the week, and I will talk to everybody again tomorrow morning for the next general session. So, good night. And I hope you enjoyed this quite entertaining showcase. <laughs>